Hi, I'm Mike Hawkins. Thank you for joining me for the Equip Up broadcast. We're training people in the Word of God to take them to the next level so that they can do what God has called them to do. Now come with me and get in on this teaching. If you've been following us, uh, we're talking about how you can be led by the Spirit of God. And so we're going to continue on with this teaching and training. Uh, if you know someone who wants to take things to another level, get ready uh, to step out and do things for God, tell them to just go to gfmi.us and go to the Equip Up link and you can get in on all the videos and all the teaching and training that we've been doing. So tonight we're going we're gonna to go into this, uh, how you can be led by the Spirit of God. How does God lead us? I want to take you to Romans chapter 8, verse 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now, the Bible talks about, in verse 16, a witness, that the Holy Spirit is a witness. He says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And, uh, you know, as I've thought about this over the years, there's so many ways that people teach this and talk about it, but I've tried to kind of simplify this and, and say it in a language, maybe that'll make it a little bit more clear to you. And so I just wrote it this way, that the inward witness in this verse is the Holy Spirit's impression upon your spirit of His agreement that you're a child of God. Or you could say it this way. You could say that He's affirming to your spirit or to you that you're a child of God. Now, if you remember, we were going back through the Scriptures uh, from starting in Genesis and just talking about the fact that man was made in God's image, God's likeness. The Scripture tells us that God is a spirit. And so He made us just like Him. We are a spirit being. And this verse is telling us that the Holy Spirit, because we've been born again, He indwells us, the Holy Spirit will bear witness with your spirit. And again, uh, this inward witness, it's, it's really an impression of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I like to say that He communicates with us. You know, many times people get confused because they'll hear people say, uh, God said this to me, or God said that, or I was praying about this, and the Lord said. And a lot of people who haven't been taught through the Scriptures and kind of learned some of this, they think that what's going on is these people are hearing an audible voice. And in the Scriptures, people have heard that, but that is not the primary way that God leads us. The Scripture here teaches us that the Spirit of God bears witness or agreement with our spirit that we are the children of God. In other words, the Holy Spirit is the one who's been sent to lead us, as Jesus said, guide us into all truth, John 16, 13. He would show us things to come. He would take the things that Jesus wants us to know, and He would reveal them to us. And so the Holy Spirit is the teacher. He's the guide. And of course, I've said this many times, uh, you can't be led by the, by the guide unless you're willing to place your hands, place yourself in the hands of the guide. In other words, whatever's going on in your life, uh, if you want direction from God and you want the wisdom of God, and Lord, what should I do in this situation? Well, the Holy Spirit will guide you. 
He'll, he'll give you wisdom of what you need to do or maybe what you need to say. I remember when Jesus told the disciples, he said, you know, the time's going to come. You're going to be brought before kings and before magistrates. And he said, but don't premeditate what you're going to say in that hour. He said, you simply just trust the Holy Ghost. He said, it will be given to you in that hour what you'll need to say. You know, this inward witness, it's, it's not a mental something. It's not something, the Holy Spirit's not speaking to your mind. It's not a mental something, but rather, uh, this is a communication that the Holy Spirit uh, is doing. It's something that's happening between the Holy Spirit and your spirit. Uh, you know, we read uh, one of our key scriptures. Let me just turn back for a moment and look at this. Um, for instance, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, it says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Then uh, Psalm 1828, it says, For you will light my candle, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Now, God is, is teaching and training us here that it's through the spirit of man that he leads us and guides us. And then, of course, uh, you know, Proverbs twenty twenty seven. it calls it the belly, the inward parts of where the spirit of man, uh, this communication happens, or it's in, it's in your spirit. Belly, spirit, this is what it's referring to. And so when we're thinking about the Holy Spirit, it's giving me guidance. It's something that's going to come on the inside of me. It's not coming up here to my head. Up here, I'm just reasoning. I can think things out. I can come up with great deductions about things. But if I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit, then I have to know that He's working on the inside of me and He's giving me first and foremost this witness or this impression in my spirit about something. Now, let me just go back here where we, we're kind of picking up on this. The Holy Spirit, that witness, it tells me or tells you and I that if something is true or not, or if it's of God or not, or if this is the right direction or not. Uh, many times people are, are confused, you know, they're saying, well, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just me. You know, I, I had this thought to do this, and then I'm thinking I got to do that, and I'm just not sure what God's saying. Very often, what God's leading you, um, you can find scriptures that kind of, uh, back up some things that God's saying. Not everything, you know, God, there's not going to be a scripture that says, go to this dealership and buy this car when you're praying about a car. But the Holy Spirit will lead you. He will guide you. First uh, John, you know, says, Beloved, I wish above all things uh, that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So, God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be blessed. So, of course, yeah, would he guide me to, to buy a vehicle, get this one here, don't go there, go to this place, here's a deal here, or, or give me direction that causes me to find something great? Absolutely. God will always work in line with his covenant. And his covenant, part of it is to bless us. Jesus said, I'm going to leave. He told the disciples, I'm going to leave, but I won't leave you comfortless. He said, there's a helper. I'm going to send a helper. Someone who will come alongside. And the Greek word is the word paraclete. 
and it means one called alongside. And this is exactly what the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us to do, to enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Or in a better translation, uh, Ephesians 1.17, when it talks about enlightening the eyes of our understanding, is to enlighten the eyes of your heart. One translation said it this way, Paul said, I pray that your, the inward man would be flooded with revelation light. And, you know, that is exactly what God wants to do. He wants to reveal His purpose and His plan, His leading, His guidance for you. And it's the Holy Spirit that He uses to do this. Now, very often, you know, He'll give us a scripture. Maybe He'll just have a scripture seem to come floating up on the inside. I know many times I've just been sitting still, maybe uh, just woke up in the morning, hadn't, hadn't hardly been awake, just a few minutes sitting there on the edge of my bed, and all of a sudden the scripture would just come floating up on the inside, and I think, I was asking the Lord about this subject last night. I was thinking about this yesterday, and here is this scripture, and I go read the scripture, and I'm thinking, this is speaking directly to this situation, and I knew it was God giving me guidance. And so the Holy Spirit, you know, He is definitely our guide. Now, uh, you know, I was thinking about this word when he says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so we're looking at Romans eight fourteen. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. And I just decided to look up this word that, of course, you know, was translated to the English language. The, if, you, if you do any study, you'll find out that the New Testament was originally written in the Greek language and the Old Testament in the Hebrew. And in this verse, where he says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, I did a little research on this just to look it up. And uh, it says that it means to be led by laying hold of uh, something or someone. It means, and in this way, to bring to the point of destination. I really like that. He says it means to be laying hold of. In other words, the Holy Spirit gets a your attention through your spirit. He puts an impression in you. He gives you an impression on the inside of you. And then he's trying to take you to a destination, whether if it's, you know, something I need to learn or wisdom or direction to go a place, or maybe you're sensing the call of God to the ministry. And, and you're like, Lord, I just, I don't know exactly which, which direction I need to go. You know, I, I don't know if God's calling me to, you know, start a church and become a pastor. I don't know if he's called me, you know, maybe to be a traveling minister. And you just have different things going. But the Holy Spirit, he will guide you. And I like the way this, this reads because it says to be led by laying hold of and in this way to bring to the point of a destination. You know, when the Holy Spirit... Uh, prompts you, gives a prompting. Uh, you know, in John, it calls it an unction, First John, and of the Holy Spirit, 220, and you know all things. Uh, you have an unction from the Holy One. I like that word. Uh, but it's a, it's a prompting. It's something on the inside that alerts you, something of the Holy Spirit working between Him and your spirit to guide you into a place where you'll have an understanding of what He wants you to do. But once that happens, He's not done. 
He doesn't quit there. He doesn't stop there. He's not uh, just, you know, giving you a one-shot deal and then you're on your own. No, he talks about here this word, led, it means to bring to the point of a destination. So just realize when you're praying and you're asking for for wisdom, for guidance, Holy Spirit, help me. You know, God is not going to just give you a little bit of information and then see you later. <laughs> I know many times I just thought, oh, I need something more. Well, you just, Lord, what do I do here? What do I do now? This paints a picture to me of staying in a consistent communication. And we're going to talk about, you know, how you can become sensitive to to the Holy Spirit. Maybe I need to say just a little bit. You know, one of the things that helps us become sensitive to the Holy Spirit is praying in other tongues. You're filled with the Holy Spirit according to Acts 2, 4, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And in this way, your spirit man is active, spiritually active. When I'm praying this heavenly language, the scripture says the Spirit of God is the one giving me the utterance. I do the speaking, but He gives me the utterance to do it. And so this is a spiritual exercise along with reading and feeding on God's Word that will just make your spirit sharp to the things of God. You have to spend time praying. You have to spend time in the Word of God. And, and I definitely throw a caution right here. It's great to spend a lot of time praying in the Spirit, but make sure you're spending time in the Word of God. You know, a lot of people develop spiritually, but they kind of move over into just doing a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer, and there's nothing wrong with prayer. What is wrong is when we leave off the Word of God, the reading and the feeding of the Word of God, feeding your spirit on the Word of God daily. You lose sight of what God's Word has to say. And then what ends up happening is people are trusting more in what they believe God's impressing upon their heart, and they're not even seeing if what they're getting lines up with the Word. I remember Brother Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen Sr., going on to be the Lord 2003, I believe, in September, he said there was a lady that uh, she came to him, you know, wanted to come over for lunch after meetings. He was holding meetings in a certain state. And while they were there, you know, she says, well, come on over, come over for lunch. And I, I want to share a revelation I got with you. And he was like, okay, you know, so he and his wife, they go to lunch. And she gives this revelation. And so he, she said, what do you think? He said, Sister, uh, just right off the top of my head, I can give you four or five scriptures that refute everything you're saying. She said, Yes, but I was down in the altar praying. He said, I don't care where you were. You know, the devil goes to every altar service. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The Word of God says this, and he started quoting her scriptures, and she just said, Well, Bible or no Bible, I'm going with my revelation. I'm staying with my revelation. That's the wrong idea. God is not going to lead anyone. Hear me. He's not going to give you a revelation that violates the teaching and the principle of His Word. God and His Word agree. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God, they agree. It's in the Scriptures, you know. The, go, go into 1 John to start reading through there. I don't want to get over there right now, but, you know, the Spirit and the Word agree. And there, if you're what you've got going on, a revelation you think you have, 
don't try to make the Word of God line up to your revelation, but see if your revelation lines up with the already established Word of God. That's how we can judge whether something's right or not. Now, there may not be just an exact scripture, but there'll be something in general that's going to speak to that situation. Trust me, the Word of God is rich and full, and you will never exhaust it. Not in this lifetime. Now, let's go on just a little bit further here. It's God's plan that His children be moved by the Holy Spirit. That inward witness, that impression of the Holy Spirit upon your spirit to lead you and guide you again, to show you things to come, uh, to bear witness, to give you that impression, that knowing, give you that understanding of something is right or not. Uh, going this way or that way or not, or something's of God or not, or not of God. And uh, the Holy Spirit gives us this so that we can walk in the plan and the purpose of God. You know, uh, many people don't stay connected. They get one little revelation and they run off and they think, well, surely God wants me to do this this way, and off they go. But no, back to that definition of lead, it says to lay hold of and to bring to a destination. I want to read something to you. Acts chapter 16. This is a perfect example of this. Here we have um, Acts 16, 6. The Apostle Paul, uh, he was getting ready to go. He and Barnabas, they said, you know, let's go to all the, all the churches wherein we've you know, established we've been. Let's go back and let's go see uh, how they're doing. And so uh, I want to turn... Turn with me, if you will, to Acts chapter 16. And let's just look at this, this story. This is really an amazing. And, you know, for some people, this would just totally upend their theology. <laughs> Acts 16, 6. Maybe I'll back up a verse. Uh, I'll back up to verse 5. Um, maybe verse 4. He says, And they went through the cities, and they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and the elders at Jerusalem. And so the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden of the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Isn't that something? Didn't Jesus say, Go into all the world and preach the gospel? He that believes and baptized will be saved. He that believes not will be damned. Well, here it says the Holy Spirit forbade them. He forbid them to teach or to preach the word in Asia. Verse 7. And after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Here's the second time. And so passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Here Paul, Barnabas, his, his uh, missionary team, evangelistic team, they're going out just to strengthen other churches, go back through where they've been before. But on this trip, you know, they're, they're basically obeying the general will of God. 
that God said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. They've already made it. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, Matthew 28, 19. Uh, so here, here they're, they're obeying this, but as they're traveling, they're thinking, hey, you know, let's go preach the word. You know, we're coming through Phrygia and into Galatia, and then we're going to go into Asia, but the Holy Spirit said no. Now why? Well, there could be many reasons why. It could have been a timing thing. could have been that they were not ready to hear what they had to say. wasn't going to be the best season for them to go in. Uh, to minister the word of God, you know, what's the point of going into a place that Jesus said, if any man has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, if they didn't have ears to hear, if that was the scenario, and they went anyway, they're wasting their time. And so here, uh, the Holy Spirit checks them. You know, when the Holy Spirit is is forbidding them, what did he do? I mean, God didn't come down and club them, you know, with something, didn't tackle them, didn't send an angel and jump in the pathway and say, don't go that way. It's that inward witness. It's that impression of the Holy Spirit. And when when the Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us, and, and we're saying, Lord, it seems like this is the direction you want us to go. It seems like this is right. I, I just see every time I pray about it, every time I think about it, it seems like this is right. And in Acts, the Bible said, it seemed good unto us and to the Holy Ghost to do certain things. Well, the Holy Spirit, when, when you've got that... We'll use a traffic light uh, to, to illustrate this. When you've got that green light, that go signal, there'll just be a peace. And in Isaiah, the Bible says you'll uh, go out with joy and be led forth with peace. So that agrees with the scriptures. Remember, Jesus said out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And so here, if I have this green light or this peace of the Holy Spirit, that's like, okay, keep going. So I go. Now, if I have a hesitation, well, then... That's like the yellow light, that this caution. Well, why? Well, if I'll stop and pray and find out, God will reveal to me through the Holy Spirit why I seem to have this caution. I've had times in life where it seemed like something I was supposed to do, that part was right, but trying to take off right now and do it, I seem to have this caution, this hesitation. And as I prayed about it, it was a timing issue. It wasn't time to step into this place. And then, you know, of course, here when we see that the Holy Spirit did not allow them to go preach the word in Asia, then we're finding here, I like to call this a stoplight, a red light. You know, that means stop right here. Well, very often uh, what happens in your spirit when the Holy Spirit's trying to get you, stop, no, don't do this. Sometimes it can be strong. Sometimes it can be just a, just a, an emptiness, just a kind of a, a dead feeling, like this is going nowhere, you know, whereas in a green light, a go-ahead, a peace, it's good. You know, let's go forward. But when there's just nothing there to go forward, just a complete don't do it on the inside, that impression, well, the Holy Spirit is trying to get your attention to caution you, no, don't do this. And thank God, you know, as we read that illustration about as many as are led and, and what it actually says in the Greek to be laid a hold of and taken to a destination. Here, you know, the only way that can ever happen in our lives uh, on, a, on any consistent basis is if we stay connected. If we're maintaining a prayer life, a communion with God, and that's done 
as we speak out of our mouth, but the Holy Spirit is that agent. He's that third person of the Trinity of the Godhead where He is communicating with our spirit. He's giving us that impression, giving us that teaching. He's enlightening the eyes of our heart, or as, as it's read in uh, Ephesians 1.17, uh, the eyes of our understanding. He's not talking about our brain, although you know God will give wisdom comes up in your spirit and it flows up to your understanding. But it doesn't start with your mind. It starts in your spirit. It's not something that comes up on the inside. And the Holy Spirit is giving them that witness. No, don't do this. And they were sensitive enough to get a hold of it. Not just once, but we see that verse 8, So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And, uh, you know, this is the second place where they're stopped again. Don't go here. And finally... They must have broke for camp one night on their travels, and suddenly Paul has this vision. You know, it's interesting that he had it. You know, you're not always going to have a vision. That's, that's you know, one way that God may lead you, but it's not the primary way. But in this instance, these men were, you know, the early church, they're learning they're moving along. They're out trying to obey God, go into all the world and preach the gospel. They're trying to strengthen the churches, make disciples of all nations. They're, they're doing what God's asking them to do. But when God had a specific plan and a specific will, then the Holy Spirit is stepping in to kind of steer them, just like you would a car. Now, let's let's go this route right now. Let's, let's go here first. And uh, thank God they didn't wrestle with it. You know, I know in my life, there's been times where I was just, well, Lord, why, why do you want me to do that? Why do I have to go this direction? Why can't I just do this now? <laughs> and as many people have had that same type of struggle, you usually find out, and too often it's, uh, you just totally miss God, or something is just all messed up because you stepped out too soon. And you know, unfortunately, some people have the what of God's plan. Isaiah 55, God says, My ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. And so God has thoughts, and God has ways. Too often people get the what of God's plan, but they never ask Him how He wants it carried out. And so when they get that revelation, they get that little bit of insight, and they get all excited, as many do, Especially when you're young in the Lord, you know, you're just like, praise God, God wants to do something with me. And you're all excited and you, you want to run out, take off, let's go right now. You know, you're going to win the whole world by the end of the year. God wants you to be led by the Spirit of God. Taken to a destination point. And if you have only got the what of God's plan, He may not be asking you or calling you Especially, most important, equipping you to do it the way you saw somebody else do it. Oh, well, they, this is what they did. Let's just do this. God may not be asking you to do it that way. And here's the thing. Whatever God is calling you to do, He'll anoint you to do, but it's going to be done His way. We're not in control of this. I mean, if we're going to follow God, if we're saying, I want to be led by the Spirit of God, if, if that is what you want in life, and God, I want your input then we need to find out how he wants us to accomplish these things. So here we have, you know, uh, verse 7, when they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. 
obviously there was something more important going on that God wanted to get to, and that was this this uh, outreach in Macedonia. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 16, the New Living Translation, it reads this way, For His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's uh, children. You know, I really like this. The Holy Spirit joins. You know, Jesus said, I'm going to send you a helper. Apparently, it means one to come alongside. This is a great translation of this because that's exactly what the Holy Spirit is endeavoring to do in your life. He wants to come alongside and bring you revelation, direction, help, strengthen you. You know, the Holy Spirit... Every time you call out to God, the Holy Spirit is right there, right there to bring that witness, to bring that revelation, to bring that direction, to bring that insight. He's also called the comforter. He's the helper. Now, he won't do it all for you, but he'll help you. Then uh, the message translation, this is also very good. This is verse 15. It said, God's Spirit... Really, uh, the message takes it to a different verse, but we're still talking about 16. God's Spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are. We know who He is, and we know who we are, Father and children. I like this that He says the Holy Spirit touches our spirit. It's just this contact. It's this communication. It's the Holy Spirit working closely together with you and I. And again, the number one way that God's going to lead us is by this inward witness. Please invite people and tell them about the channel you're watching, Equip Up On, taking it to the next level. If you would like to help me reach the nations for Christ, please become a monthly partner through giving at gfmi.us at the online giving link. Thank you.